there, Green Future Growers. Thanks for joining us today. If you're new to the show, I hope you'll subscribe on iTunes or your favorite Android app. And let's get growing. Welcome to the Organic Gardener Podcast Day. I am just super, super excited because it's Friday, September 27, 2019. And if I haven't already announced it on the air, because I'm kind of behind on my podcast, I got a teaching job close kind of close to home, 45 minutes away, and it's a four-day school week, so I'm off on Friday, And but we had to work like the first couple, so last Friday was really the first official Friday, today's my second official Friday, next Friday I have to go to a teacher, like the first Friday of the month, so last Friday I did an interview, but today I'm doing an interview with somebody that we've talked to before, he's a rock star millennial, he's got lots of cool stuff going on, and I am going to try to air this right away, so... Um, hopefully there won't be too many edits. So here to talk to us again today is Matt Powers. So welcome back, Matt. Thank you so much for having me. It is, it is a pleasure to be on here and to talk about one of my absolute favorite things, which is gardening and specifically soil, (laughs) because it's the soil of our gardens that becomes the food that becomes what we eat and becomes our bodies. And it's that, that inescapable truth that that you know I'm really kind of digging deep into right now. I've got actually got a Kickstarter going right now called Permaculture Soil Science and Solutions. It's actually already made its its goal. So we're it's gonna happen. We're doing books. There's teachers guides speaking of teaching. There's I know beginner I courses. to mention that part, didn't I? Sorry. <laughs> that your website's <laughs> the permaculturestudent.com and you are also an educator. Sorry, if you didn't yeah. hear our interview before, I will post that this week too, so people can just hear that. Yeah, yeah. So that I mean, it was an awesome interview. I am a third generation teacher. My mom, <laughs> big shoes to fill. My mom actually was responsible for creating the first special ed curriculum for the middle schools in New York State, and it was adopted into legislation. They try to teach it back to her when she was getting her master's degree at Columbia University. Um, this is probably what planted, you know, the seed in her mind that she could write law, uh, which she uh, went and did. And growing up, I got to see consistently her change the world around me. I mean, in fourth grade, she created the helmet law for all kids riding on bicycles. And then, I mean, that, that obviously affected me and all my friends. Um, <laughs> but. I got to see like what conviction and connection and and spreading truth and education really can do. And that's why, you know, if you go to the permaculturestudent.com, you can get uh, two of my books free. One of them is the first peer reviewed permaculture textbook ever. It's, it's, It's all currently cited and it's actually paired to the first accredited permaculture program by a government body in North America. So a lot of really cool things are happening in the educational side of what I'm doing. It's really making gardening scientific and not just scientific, not just having its place, but actually making it the centerpiece of our education system. Because there are lessons that we learn in the garden, and everyone knows this who's been gardening for a while, that you can't learn outside of the garden. And when you learn it in the garden, it goes in so deep that it changes who you are. And so that's really what I'm about. I'm about unlocking people's greatness, empowering people by partnering with nature 
and growing the best food possible so that they can grow the best bodies and the best families and the best communities and the best culture possible. You and I are so on the same page. I think our parents were very similar. And um, it's so fun because this morning, so I've been like working on this bully prevention play for some of my kids at school. And we were talking about the importance of recess being like and getting exercise is important for like we have to play safe on the playground because we have to have recess because we need to breathe fresh air to keep our bodies healthy and our minds healthy and uh and I just think gardens in schools is becoming so much more like you just see it everywhere it's becoming much more the norm which is great I mean we still have a long long ways to go but at least here in Montana I'm seeing most schools have a garden or are working towards a garden there's a huge farm to school movement in the in montana now you're in california right so do you are you seeing that there too especially with your curriculum yeah what's really interesting and revealing and it might be initially sad when i share this um but what happens is that they set up the garden they're like we're gonna do a garden and then everything's ready when the kids are outside of school and then you've got to pick one teacher to kind of handle it all and foster through the summer so that when they come back in the fall, there's a harvest and they see the harvest. So it suddenly becomes this burden on a teacher to do this unpaid summer job. And there's no direct curriculum connected to the standards. And so, and there's no direct like uh, career path curriculum connected to it as well. And I mean, some people are like, oh, no, we can do horticulture and, and, and you could be a, a nurse, you know, but but that, <laughs> the reality is the garden underpins and the garden relationship, the soil relationship underpins everything that we do as humans. And so. Where was it going with that? <laughs> Oh my gosh, I just was wondering the same thing. Where were you going with that? About Because I was saying that school gardens are growing. But that is always oh, a question. Right, 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 I wonder right, right, right. who takes care of the garden yeah. in the summer. But a lot right. of schools do have summer school programs. But yeah, there is that period in late August sometimes. Right. Oh, but so, I, like I so said, I'm still seeing a that. lot of success going on <laughs> here in Montana. I don't know about other places. Totally. There are successes, but they center around individual teachers making sacrifices and doing extra work and, oh, yeah. and making part. it work. And so what, what I'm trying to do is create the standards, create the curriculum so that it becomes the backbone of science, science education. So it becomes the backbone of everything. And the reason <laughs> it's easy to get lost, I feel like when we talk about this kind of stuff, is because it's so central to who we are and what we are. And gardening connects to everything. Like I said, um, you kind of, your brain kind of goes everywhere when you start thinking about the benefits of gardening, especially with science and children. Do you know that one of the ways that we teach science early on is that we tell kids about the atomic world, but we don't let them actually see it. And then the teacher says, no, I've never actually seen it. Um, only special, special people at special schools can use special equipment to see it. It's when, when, when in fact we could just give them a cheek swab and use a microscope right there and then, and they could see that there's a microscopic world that they can't see, that they are scientists 
and can participate in seeing, or they can do that with a puddle or, or the soil or the compost, but it's this empowerment, hands-on, I can see it in real life kind of science that, that really needs to pair with the garden to revive our science students and revive our science programs in America is what I was what I believe. You know, there's a microscope in my classroom and, uh, I, I, but I feel like the shift, the pendulum's finally going that way. Like I've been listening to some teacher podcasts and they're talking about being authentic and being creative at the school I'm at, which I just feel blessed. And so far, knock on wood, we went our first PIR, which is like, you know, professional development day, whatever was all about this thing called the workshop model and having kids choose the books they want to read. And the kids like just conferencing with the kids about reading, um, during a lot, a large part of the day. And I just, I love like when I used to bring in library books to my students, they would just tear through. We even got to go on a field trip to the library yesterday with my new class. It was so fun. The kids read so many books just at the library in one hour. It was great. That is amazing. Yeah, I do feel it shifting. When British Columbia accredited my online program for triple science credit for high schoolers, I knew that something was changing. And though, you know, it's, it looks like online that there's all this, you know, anti-organic and anti-this and all this stuff online, when you actually talk to people, when you actually go to the schools, everyone wants clean food. Everyone wants to be able to know if their soil is actually healthy. Everyone wants to know if there's lead in their soil, how to fix it, which, by the way, is really, is really simple. You need to bond lead with phosphorus or iron. And when we do that, it turns into pyromorphite crystals and they are not bioavailable. So it becomes insoluble and it doesn't, it doesn't cycle in the food web. Not, it's taken out of the economy essentially. And so your plants can't uptake it. And there are preps, there are plants, there are protocols for everything, for glyphosate, for pesticides. And it all deals with our relationship with the soil and our waste cycles. And that's really what I'm focused on with this Kickstarter is allowing people to deal with toxins where they live, allowing people to deal with the waste streams and allowing people to just know the actual science. Because I've got one of those home biogas units and you put horse manure in it and you get it started like a false rumen. And so it's digesting stuff and it's gassing off and you're collecting the gas and you're making biogas and you're having a gas burner and you can cook food and stuff or you can run a gas generator. And I was I was I was showing it to someone and they go, what are you going to do when you need to move or you need to move it? That's a lot of like anaerobic liquid. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, the crazy thing about understanding the way soil science works is I can put a little bit of effective microbes in that, cap it on both ends, and in a week, I can empty it out and it won't stink. And it will be all fertilizer. And they were like, whoa, that's crazy. And I'm like, but that's what it is to understand the soil and the soil's relationships. You can make things that are not available available, make things that are dangerous for your plants suddenly into food for your plants. You can take you know, all the waste from your house including the bones and the meat and the dairy, all the things that people are like, ah, we can't put that in the compost heap. 
we can all decompose those things and turn them into rich soil or a rich soil amendment. And so I'm really keen on sharing this information because there's a lot of reliance on the stores. There's a lot of reliance on hearsay instead of actually testing. What's really cool is that the one of the people that's working with me on permaculture soil science and solutions, I have Dr. Elaine Ingham, I have David Montgomery, um, I have a, a whole slew of scientists who are working with me, but the creator of the bio-nutrient meter, Dan Kittredge, that this is a, a light meter like a bricks meter, but it gives you so much more information. So you know if there's toxins in it, so you know the actual nutrients in it and their values. And so we're gonna be able to in the very near future, not just understand all this stuff, but to be able to test in real time and be able to go, holy cow, my soils are lacking in this, my soils are high in this, or my food is high in this, what's going on? And then you discover maybe that your water has gotten contaminated, or you discover, you know, without this testing, we don't recognize what's going on in our system. And I, the reason I say water is recently there's been a there's been a discovery and a, a breaking scandal is happening right now around fracking fluids and other contaminants being in water that's being used to irrigate organic farms and other farms, and it's being and all these contaminants are being found in organic produce in the stores specifically brassicas, um, and 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 so people are getting sick juicing them, and it's because. There needs to be testing on the water, the soil, even the rain, and the plants. And so we're at this critical stage where it's not just the protocols, and it's it's the testing, and it's also our lifestyle. It's like, what are we doing with those compost heaps? How many different compost heaps do you have? You know, if if we realize we have seven. that. Uh, I think this is so critical to be talking today of the second climate strike. Friday, the kids walking out of school. Yesterday, oh, the yeah. um, pictures from, I saw the news from last week in Missoula, and they, they were playing, like, I actually, I literally had tears, like, coming out of my eyes, like, it broke my heart, because in Missoula, there's this woman with this 350.org shirt, and she's playing an organ, and all the kids are standing around her from the international school, and they're singing the, um, we need to do it now, now, now song from, like, these people in Belgium saying is like the best song. I used to play for my kindergartners all the time, but it's from 2014. People have been screaming that we need to do something about saving our climate. And so I think it's super apropos because look at all these cool things. And you know what? I just talked to this guy, this chef, um, Nick Schneider last week, which his thing probably won't air till like almost Christmas or Thanksgiving. But he talked about this same, um, is it Dr. Kittredge or who? And his, is it a bio nutrient meter or something like the same thing? Like you're the second person in two weeks, but I hadn't really heard about this before. Yeah. And that's, that's part of my, my mission. I mean, I was at a conference earlier this year and they were like, you're like the permaculture cheerleader. And I was like, ah, yeah, you're kind of right. I, I, <laughs> I love I'm that. the guy that's like, look at this person over here. They're doing this amazing thing. And people, a lot of times, are like, I don't understand how that works or how it's amazing, Matt. Can you explain? <laughs> and that's, I feel like that's my role as a teacher. I was a sophomore English teacher. I, I really tried to break down collegiate level information for my kids 
consistently so that they could have a greater advantage um, once they got out of school. And now it's the same thing I do with gardening, with soil science. And there are pathways that are easier than we realize. A lot of people suffer trying to do the hot compost every other day, turning dance. When you're, maybe it gets getting too hot and it stinks like ammonia or they have the actinobacteria, the white stuff showing up and you're like, oh no, I'm losing value. And it's true, you are. And, and, and it was some of us can't even physically do that or at times can't physically do that. And I really think that the understanding of effective microbes, um, knowing how to turn that nitrogen into amino acids really quickly, instead of going through that whole hot composting thing. I mean, if you've got weed seeds and you know there's pathogens in there, absolutely, you can deal with it. But the EM also deals with that. It doesn't deal with the weed seeds per se, but it certainly deals with pathogens and it certainly traps all those nutrients and makes it so that it will cycles all those nutrients, I should say, um, into that soil um, economy so that as you're building soil, you're not losing any of that carbon and nitrogen into the atmosphere. So it's not shrinking. You're not getting intense heat and you actually avoid the dangers of those giant woody compost piles that sometimes catch on fire. Because if you've got pockets, you miss a few days and you've got pockets that are anaerobic, meaning there's no air and it gets up to 180 degrees, I think it's 185 Fahrenheit, alcohol lights on fire. So all you would need to do is have the anaerobic pocket creating alcohols and then have those that pocket reach into another part where there is air so that you need oxygen, right, to, to start a fire. But, but this is how that's happening. And so it's really important for those of us who are like, man, I wish I could compost. I've got all this material. I just don't physically have the ability to do it right now or I won't ever. And we need to provide pathways for all of us to participate in building soil. So this EM pathway is incredible. There's Bokashi. There's, there's, there's actually a lot of things. Um, and I'm even experimenting with new things because this is so new. Mo like you said, most people don't know about this. It's, it's really exciting. And you might hear multiple things about EM, but just know that EM is, it's all like facultative, not anaerobic. It, it works in air, it works in the air, works not in the air, and it's stuff that we eat. <laughs> so, Matt, so we're really familiar with. Can I ask you a question? Because I was actually gonna ask sure. this when you first, I got lost somewhere back when you were talking about building this ruminating machine. Yeah. Back in the way so back I have in the a beginning. Digester. So I have a biogas digester. And what so does that mean? you can put Is Okay, like a, a biogas like a, I'm thinking of like a barrel wood stove. No. It's like a bounce house filled with liquid and it's miniaturized and I put horse manure in it. So it's like all it's fresh. So all the microbiology of the digestion of a horse is inside it. And so when you add food scraps, it digests it like a horse would to a degree. And then it releases gas because there's no air in there. So it's having an anaerobic fermentation. 
And that gas is caught into a, in a balloon on top. And in that bounce house balloon on top of the bounce house that's filled with the water and the manure and the, and the food scraps, you can pipe it off to a gas burner or a natural gas generator. And you can have free gas to, to cook more food or to make electricity from your food scraps and a little bit of manure and, and, and some water. And it's, it's, it's really awesome, but as someone pointed out, they were like, but that's all anaerobic. Where are you gonna dump that stinky stuff? Um, anaerobic um, and anaerobes, that's that stink smell. That's that um, putrefaction. That's you know um, the reason that we don't want to touch manure <laughs> or get near it, you know what I mean? But if it's capped oh. and controlled, you can deal with it. And so what comes off of that... Um, Wait, is it explosive? Can... Is it dangerous? Yeah, I mean, if you uh, took a flame and touched it to the top and allowed it to melt through, it would explode. But No, if but you, like, you what about like, if there was like some kind of, like, um, you know, if you smash into it or something, something fell on it or... No, I mean, no. cars could explode too, probably. And I drive one of those 70 miles an hour down the road. So, <laughs> no, it's definitely, you, you can't, you can't make it explode by falling on it. It's just, it's just natural gas and it's in a sealed container. Um, I mean, if you're like shooting at your natural gas or your natural gas um, tank under your house, you know, it, it, it's, it, you're going to have that explode too. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, they're, they're filled with, gas that burns so it is something that you got to be wise about but almost everything that's powerful that humans work with um could potentially have disastrous i mean like you said we drive down these highways going 60 70 miles per hour it's like that's like crazy fast if suddenly something were to go wrong um and so we're constantly doing things that are dangerous but we We'd manage it because humans are amazing. Um, I think that we don't understand our full amazingness all too often. And when we partner with nature, when we see what we naturally are designed to do, we get this, this download of extra information. I mean, this is why there's Shinrin-yoku and why it's being used by hospitals in the U.S. already. Um, this is why they're discovering lipids in the soils um, and antidepressants in the soils. We have this other hidden side to our nature as humans that is unlocked by this relationship with nature and, and starts with our relationship in the garden and soil. And, and that's really what, what this is an exploration of and an extension of. Okay, tell me a little more about the Kickstarter because is it like the Kickstarter to build these, if they're not tanks, but bouncy houses <laughs> no, or whatever no. they are to like get them into no. like this? What is it? No, it's just the soil science. So you have the understanding behind it all. So you could build soils anywhere. You could turn sand into soil, clay into soil, calicky clay into soil. You could be dealing with glyphosate, uh, salinization, salt, you know, like salting of your earth. You could be dealing... I mean, with all sorts of situations, but once you understand the principles involved in all the various techniques, because right now it's kind of separated into camps. 
you've got this expert who's like minerals, minerals, minerals. And then this expert's like, you need to understand the chemistry and use these chemicals. And then you have the biologist who's just like, soil biology is all you need. You don't need anything else but organic matter and compost. And the reality is it's like, there's a reason why that's working. And there's a reason why the mineral people are having it work for them too. And there's a reason why the chemical people are still doing their chemical thing. And if we can communicate to them in their language and show them in their language what's going on in each of these other areas and the powerful pathways that are found in the organic pathways using minerals uh, and, and also using organic matter and composting, we will be able to create a bridge of understanding and end these silos and camps because they are camps and their acolytes get all over each other and swear and go crazy online and and that has to end. I mean, we're all trying to grow good food for our families and communities. That much is really, really clear. We all want to work with soil and, and the garden and make good food and, and do the right thing. So let's just get this straight, get this conversation going so that we can actually facilitate that in a way that we can verify, we can show is better for our families and for the future. And so that's really what the, the, the soil science and solutions course and books are all about. So there's something for everyone there. If you're like, Matt, I've already taken Dr. Lane Ingham's courses, or I've been studying from her for years, or Canary and Natural Farming, or Dan Kittrich's bionutrient um, studies and that whole mineral side of things, the advanced course is exactly what you need. I've got the full 12 week permaculture soil solution, uh, science and solutions. But then there's also the intro course that will take you through everything so that you'll understand everything that we talk about in the advanced course. And you'll be able to either follow deeper in my book or follow deeper in your own studies because I cite everything. I don't <laughs> I don't hide where I learn things. You know, I'm, I actually have them work with me. So they're my peer reviewers. Uh, so if you were like, man, this mineral stuff I learned about in the intro is for me. I don't want to study anything else. I'm going to go to Dan Kuntrich's house. I'm going to build bionutrient meters with him. You know, um, I, I really want people to find their path and get really excited and also to learn what's possible. Awesome. <laughs> I heard you laughing. Uh, <laughs> I, I know. I was laughing about going to Dan Kuntrich's house. <laughs> Like, I'm going to do, because that's so me, and that, I think that's so you. Like, that's the kind of thing we like to do. We're like, well, I want to learn from you, so I'm just going to, like, fly to wherever you're at or drive to wherever you're at, and I'm going to come learn in person, hands-on, um, everything I can know. Like, I, but I, I think in our last conversation, I talked about it a lot, too. Like, we're both very passionate about just learning new stuff. That's the key. That really is the key, because nature is always um, changing and growing, and if we aren't always changing and growing, we're not going to be in sync with nature. We're not going to be in sync with our bodies because our bodies are constantly changing too. <laughs> For sure. So what, uh, what, uh, what else can we tell people about the Kickstarter? Do you want to explain, like maybe some people don't even know about Kickstarter. I mean, Kickstarter's come a long way 
like I said, like I can't believe that song was released five years ago. I just feel like the internet, like the the information out there. You know, there's more people listening to podcasts. There's more people getting on Kickstarter. There's more people, you know, doing this and doing that. So if somebody doesn't know about Kickstarter, do you want to explain how that works and what and and how? I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me tell you a story, actually. So I was a high school English teacher in the sixth most violent county in America. And I was a sophomore English teacher, and that's the year the kids kind of figure it out and then get their butts in gear. And junior year, they like work really hard. They get into a school or program or something. Senior year, you know, they tend to slide at least halfway through. Um, and so it's like the moment. And it was my job to figure out how to help these kids. And as it dawned on me, as I was working as this teacher, I saw that the kids really had only three options. They could join the military and get college for free in exchange for their time. They could go into extreme debt and go to a subpar college. Or they could get into a lot of trouble. And I've already lost three or four students um, in in the past um, five years. So the, the dangers are real. Um, the temptations um, are real and the opportunities are incredibly scarce in Madeira and Fresno, Central Valley, California. And I mean, it's been said that in Fresno, there are more gang members than in LA. Um, So that's where I was a teacher. And I was trying to figure out how to A, help the kids get out of the situation. But then also I was seeing that every single year I was earning less money. I was earning less money than my first year teaching because every year I got more money um, incrementally. They would incrementally um, stop supporting the health care. So I was ending up paying $700 a month for health care as a teacher. And so it was eating up so much of my earnings that I, was, <laughs> I wasn't making as much money. So I was trying to figure this out myself. Yeah, and I in am pro- in that boat at the exact same time. Like... I will, now that I'm a teacher, they want me to buy into this plan that's, that's called the high deductible plan. It's like, has like a $6,000 deductible, like half the stuff that is covered when I was washing dishes and working in the kitchen this summer, but I qualified for like the state plan would be covered. But this new plan, it would cost me a fortune and it takes another big chunk out of my paycheck that I can't really afford. So I totally get what yeah. you're saying. Sorry, not to and interrupt. And I think more and more, I think more and more people are in this position where they see that there's a narrowing of the road, that there's a, like a, a dead end somewhere over that hill, and we don't know when it's going to be, but we're going to run out, out of gas. And so their panic became my panic, and it became this like resounding rhythm to my day in life. And I was like, we are in trouble. And of course, you know, in permaculture, in the environment, we see that we are literally in trouble. And it was this, this, this compounding and focusing of all these things into a linchpin moment for me. And I modeled doing a crowdfunding campaign for the kids. I decided I was going to turn Jeff Lawton's online curriculum, the permaculture design uh, curriculum, into a book. Because I was at a school where we didn't have books. We actually had to create all the curriculum ourselves. And so I got good I'm at that. I'm in that kind and of... I tried it. We have to use the standards kind of, but I don't have a social studies or science curriculum to use this year. 
Right. I'm teaching. They don't have grade. money to buy it. And so I had to create it myself. So I got, I got good at it after a few years. And what happened was I modeled how to do it for the kids and then I launched it and then it, it made its goal in three days. And I was like, wait, wait, what? And most people are like, wait a second, you made $9,000 in three days? And I was like, yes. And, and then it ended up making, I think, twenty-four dollars or $27,000 total in 30 days. And I'd never done anything like that before. And I actually didn't quit my job at first. And people thought I was crazy. And I eventually did at the end of the year, I resigned. Um, but I stayed for the rest of the year. I stuck it out. And it launched me into a totally different life. And now I've written 16 books in the past five years. I've launched, I think, no, no over nine online courses. My online course, the, as I mentioned before, the Advanced Permaculture Student Online, is the first accredited by a government body, at, at, I think, in the world, but, uh, but definitely in North America. Uh, my, my books are the first peer-reviewed permaculture, the first to be modernly, modern cited, uh, modern citations. And it's, it, I mean, I, it's a totally different life. I, I teach students and reach schools all over the world. My work is in six different languages. So crowdfunding is a way of launching ideas, opening it up to the world and allowing them to vote on it with their dollars. So they fund the creation of things that are not here currently, that wouldn't be here currently if we tried to go through Walmart or the local mom and pop shop route but it's the way that we find that audience, that 100 people, that 500 people, or maybe even 1,000 people that will make it so that your business can launch. And for me, it's the only way that I could do what I, I've been doing. I've had six Kickstarters. Four of them um, have been successful. Um, some of them have been wildly successful. That advanced permaculture student online course that reached over $40,000. I've got actually over 70 educators in that course, and it's over 160 hours of education. Um, it's, it's pretty wild. So, so yeah, crowdfunding, working with people, responding to actual demand from the people reminds me of what it was like to be a, a teacher at this charter school where I literally was charged with unlocking these kids who were the kids leaving all the other high schools because they were having you know, time, hard time academically or socially, or they wanted to just be more creative and less focused on grades. I was able to unlock these kids and get them to perform at such a high level that they were, um, we were getting the highest uh, grades on the standardized testing without me even focusing on it. So I, I really believe that unlocking our greatness, connecting us to um, the principles and what makes us feel most alive, just has this endless potential. And so that's, that's really what I've been working on and, and focusing on. And this, this course is, is just an extension of that. It's just another part of that whole process of connecting to people to real, real careers that are regenerative, that change the world. Well, I am totally all over that. I mean, last year I launched my website, the Authentic Teacher Podcast. That, um, although I had to take it down because Whoa. I couldn't afford it last summer, but... 
that's exactly what like our workshop was about last summer. Like this teacher came and talked about how when they use real books in the classroom, their kids were getting the highest test scores. And like, that's what I'm hoping is going to happen this year. <laughs> um, I'm curious to see, um, because that's what I've kind of wow. always believed. And that's what my mom always said as a teacher, like kids need to be reading real books. I mean, I think there's a time and a place for, you know, reading phonics. I love our wonders program because it brings in great stories and it talks about real science. And it does like when I taught the fourth grade program, we compared organic gardening to regular gardening and stories in the nonfiction section. And just, um, yeah. So, uh, I had a couple questions. So, I still feel like people are probably a little bit unclear about like if they back you, how that works, what they get, like they oh, get okay. a curriculum. Yeah, I was that, just talking general. Like, do they learn? Is it like taking the master gardener course, except for it's like taking the advanced permaculture course, or is it like a curriculum like a teacher buys to use in a school? Or there's both. It depends on what your what's cool. What's cool is I tend to do everything. <laughs> So I've got a crawl, walk, run series of courses. So if you just want to like, I just need the techniques, Matt. I don't care about all the other stuff. Just tell me what to do. I've got a small, I think it's like $20 or $15, like four part course. That's all how to. And then I've got a, a four week long. Okay, back up one second. Like it's all how to use permaculture in your garden. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's where I feel like we missed like that piece. Like I think you've, you're too close to the project. <laughs> and like people who haven't heard about this before, maybe are, I just feel like we missed that key part there. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, the fun thing about this, this Kickstarter is that no matter what your relationship to soil is, there's something to learn. It's all based around this book, the permaculture soil and solutions book. And it has oh. three courses that go. So you could start with just how to, which is a short four part course, and then you could do a four week introduction or you could deep dive with a 12 week full online course with me. And then we'll go through the book um, step by step together. So, but how does that work? Like if they join during the winter, like do they, does it start now? Like in the fall, how to prep your beds and how to begin or... Yeah, yeah. So, is there a start um, date and a stop date, or can people start anytime they want, or how's all that work? Yeah, totally. So, I I'm I'm building. I need to film the courses still, and I'm I'm building the book right now. And so the the book would be ready. I would be editing the book with the peer reviewers in the spring, 2020, and then we'd be releasing the book in the first courses in the summer. And then we would get uh, the last course would start in August or September um, in 2020 so that that winter you'd have all the information you need to start that spring garden um, off in the right step. And actually an added bonus because we just passed $20,000 on on the uh, campaign, um, an added bonus for everyone who takes the full course is permaculture gardening, which is an eight-week course, which they can start immediately as soon as the campaign ends so they can get an immediate value and start learning about all this stuff now and then they can get the course and the book and continue their learning when those are ready and how much is it to bet like are there different levels or is it just one fee yeah yeah so there are tons of different levels 
oh. um, starting off at just a dollar. You can even um, you can even sign up to get one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. So if it, starting off at a dollar, there's a sh uh, sheet mulching how-to for your garden. And then seven, there's uh, four simple soil solutions um, download. And then there's a mini course uh, for the, those four simple soil solutions at twenty dollars. It comes with a digital guide, the ebook for the for the book. Um, yeah, keep going. Tell us all the different levels. Okay. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Like go into them a little bit, uh, as like in depth as you want to go into them. Like this is what we want to know. Okay. So Permaculture Soil Science and Solutions, the ebook is $25. And what, what's inside this book is the nature of soil. So what, what is soil? The history of soil creation, you know, parent soil materials, the spectrum of natural soils, the mineral components, the biological components, and then all the cycles. Because unless we actually can visualize the cycles, it, we're always going to fall back into that trap of, you know, the chemistry. It's like, well, how much nitrogen do we need? And instead of understanding the actual nitrogen cycle and being like, oh, well, where in the cycle is my nitrogen being locked up? <laughs> and that's what people always wonder because they get that soil test back and they might kind of understand it, but not really. And like, so that's exactly what this is like explaining, right? Oh yeah, that's actually the next section. So again, I want people to understand the actual principles. I want them to have a picture in their mind so that they're like, oh, well, that's the phosphorus, that's the potassium, that's the calcium. And these are how heavy metals travel. I want people to have those things as visuals in their minds because that's how we really truly can um, comprehend these things if they're a visual. And then I talk about our history with soil, <laughs> which is pretty crazy because as a history teacher um, for California, I was dual certified as an English and history teacher. And it was wild because when I learned the actual history of our world and how it all centers around soil and soil loss, like the reason the Roman Empire fell was soil loss. Like it's irrefutable. All that other stuff was a symptom. All the stuff all those books were written about was really? a symptom. Um, the reason we went westward in America, the reason that Washington loathed and, and downright hated American farmers. This is George Washington, our first president was because he felt that they were threatening the very basis of the country. And that's the only reason we went westward, was because we had destroyed all the soils of the East Coast and the politicians and the farmers were convinced that America was going to collapse. It is wild when you actually get into the actual history of soil and our history. We are soil beings, humans, humus, humble, it's all the same root. We are soil beings. And our history of the past 10,000 years is only 5% of our, of our existence as humans. So as, as, as scary as the past 10,000 years has been with our relationship, this downward spiral, it is only a, a drop in the bucket of, of, of how long we, we believe that humans have been around. So the problem is the solution in permaculture. That's the beauty of all this. I go over the common soil problems, their solutions, the common misconceptions, and their real indications. Because weeds are telling you something. That compaction is telling you something. It is all indicative of something that's happened in the past or something that's happening right now. So, and then finally, like you brought up, soil tests. The testing limitations. Because if we don't talk about the limitations, we don't have real understanding. And then reading those results. 
Um, and then applying, this is the solutions part, applying that information, taking that understanding and then doing something regenerative with it, not just throwing lime or gypsum or, because, you know, gypsum is what they used to salt the earth. You know, the Romans, that's what they were using. So we have to understand that these things are, these mineral pathways are not what we want. We do not want a uniform pH. We do not want a uniform soil. We want a vibrant soil economy that has all the diversity and spectrum of possibilities. So our plants with the buffering that they get when they're healthy can pick and choose and not be affected by the anaerobic pocket or, or the presence of this or that in the soil. So I go through the recipes and methods from hot co composting to vermicomposting to bokashi to EM, Bokash, uh, to EM composting, from moldering composting, which is almost what everyone does, to biofertilizer, Johnson, Johnson Sioux composting, and composting with animal helpers, like that whole chicken composting method, um, composting with tea, you know, making compost teas, worm juice and vermicompost, FPJ, OED10, and other KNF preps, rock dust, biochar, and seaweed. The mineral side of things is something that's been missing from the equation for a long time, I think, in a lot of organic um, gardeners toolkit, because as you know, Led Zeppelin's Robert Plant always says, you know, the, the mountains flowed into the sea. That's where all the minerals and the soils went. So we need to bring all that back. We need to bring those minerals back. And then even, even, even more so making them bioavailable. And that's why cover crops 2.0, fertility function and biomass, seeing past just legumes, because I don't know if you know, but beans do not have much nitrogen compared to a lot of other things. Like for instance, do you know that cauliflower leaves have way more nitrogen than beans? It's crazy what we're doing no, because of tradition. I did not know that. If we would only test, we would learn so much. And then I go, I go into orchardists, agroforesters, because there is orchard compost, there's different fungal inoculants, there's interruptions of pest cycles, there's seasonal cycles that are completely different for food forests, for orchardists. And so I go over foliar sprays and soil soaks and then specifics for them for biochar and seaweed and whatnot. And then I even go into graziers, ranchers, remineralizing the soil with animals, holistic management for soil building, the salad and cycle of secession for soil building, forage cover crops to build soil, and then rest restoration, rewilding, using IOMO preps, EM, fungi, all of them in restoration, using native plant and animals in restoration, and then soil remediation. Some of the, I mean, I feel like this section might be where everyone flips to first because once they do that test, they find out about this or that, they're gonna go right here. They're like, what do I do? About high nitrates, compaction, salinity, heavy metals, pesticides and toxic organic compounds, radiation, heavy clay soils, sandy soils, or the crazy hydrophobic calicky soils. And then I go even further into waste management because safe humanure is possible if we understand soil science. Um, and black and gray water into soil, that can also be possible if we do the right things. And then biodigesters, like I just talked about, like we were just talking about for energy and soil fertility. Because this biodigester is putting off this gas that I can use for cooking or energy, but then it's also creating this anaerobic liquid that's coming off of it. 
as it gases, it bubbles out this liquid. And that liquid can be turned into soil fertility with something like biochar and EM and capping it for a little bit. But knowing that, understanding that pathway, being able to test for it, that kind of understanding is so critical for human health, for the environment, and for our civilization. Because we, again, are at a critical, critical time period where we are running out of soil and every time a civilization runs out of soil, and this time it's on a global scale, it collapses. And so this, this book is really about saving the world. This book is really about saving ourselves. This book is really about rekindling a deep relationship that was always a part of who we were as human beings. And there's courses that go along with it. If you're like, Matt, I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> Take the introduction course if you have no idea what I just said. But if you're like, this sounds really cool. Take the 12-week course with me. Get to know all this stuff. I'm going to explain it all in a way that's high school level. You're going to understand it. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be empowering. And it's going to be actionable. So we need everyone to start living more regeneratively. And a linchpin in that is how we handle our waste, our organic matter, how we grow food. So that's what I'm doing with this Kickstarter and this crowdfunding. It's already been funded, so it's going to happen. It's a definite. But you can help us make it so that I travel and visit you all and do soil parties and demonstrate hands-on in person, because we love that, don't we? Um, how to do this stuff, because it really is possible. And I'll be bringing EM with me and other fermentation and other inoculants so that we can actually give people this and teach them how to brew it and how to grow these things and make these compost teas themselves. Okay, now I understand more. And then I also did go click on the Kickstarter page and so you can read all these things that Matt's talked about and see them and um, pick the one that's right for you. I am sure my listeners are interested in this because um, a lot of my listeners are master gardeners and have been doing this. And so I think I know that they're interested in these kind of things. They're always looking for more information since they've taken the master gardener course. There aren't that many courses out there that are available and um, it seems really affordable. And, and then you even have like course curriculums that like teachers and schools can buy, um, which, you know, or like individual pay, like, I think like a hundred, like it's soup wonders is super expensive. The reading program, it does come with these huge textbooks. Like I tell the kids, cause we don't quite have enough textbooks for all of my students. I'm like, this textbook probably cost $129 by itself. Like yeah. it's this huge hardcover full, full of amazing stories that are all copyrighted, you know, cause that's the one nice thing about the textbook. It has a lot of like real published children's books all put into like one nice, book so anyway off topic there kind of not really um yeah what else was i gonna say i think this really helps people i love that it's already been funded and is over your goal so great job there um and i think yeah this is so timely because like i said i seem to think that they are kind of are turning more and more towards like the pendulum is switching and they're looking for more authentic 
teaching and they're looking for real, like, like even like I just got the professional development letter this morning with like options that are cooperative is giving who puts them on. And one of them was like, um, they call it steam, you know, science, technology, I don't remember what it is, art and mathematics, you know, education for kids. And, and so, yeah, I think they're always looking for things like this. Yeah, I, I really think that the demand is coming from the bottom up and we're not seeing any action really on a state level or a federal level to foster any of this, but we don't need it because the reality is we need this curriculum and we need really what's inside the curriculum to just become part of our daily lives and and become realistically common sense so that moms are teaching and, and dads too are teaching this to their, their, their toddlers and their young kids. And they're like, oh, well, this is how we do it because this builds soil properly or, you know, we're, this is how we we get back to nature or in once it's there once we've arrived there we will have such a different world the food will be so different the our health will be so different we will not be in this continuous cycle of every year finding out that another person even younger has another even more rare form of cancer and this is rising and that's rising we will start to see the reverse happen because for so long, we've been killing the soil and we've not understood that the soil is the health, that NPK, even if it's a natural form of NPK, is not enough for healthy bodies, healthy plant bodies or healthy animal bodies that are feeding off that. And it's finally sinking in. We're finally recognizing. And so it's, it's I, I'm really excited. I know that we are going to be able to see great things come out of this. So thank you so much. Well, these are all things I'm super passionate about, Matt. And just like, you know, I worked at that restaurant this summer. It drove me crazy throwing all that food waste in the garbage. And just, um, you know, I was always telling the cooks, I'm like, if I was like running the state, you would not be able to throw these eggshells into that garbage can. <laughs> and I took home as many as I could, but I just couldn't. And it just like, I'm just like, don't you understand? Like, I don't know. Anyway. And I did like the earth as an apple experiment where you could like, you know, you cut the earth up <laughs> like one day for like, I'm like, all right, dishwashers, everybody just listen. And I'm like, I had a paper, but I only had two apples. So I gave him the dishwasher and I'm like, you know, if you cut the apple in four pieces, three of them are like, you know, basically salt water is like three seeds is like the clean drinking water is worth. Those other three is like water that you can't really use for irrigation or washing or, you know, this and that. And then I, and then you get down and you have like one thirty second of a piece of apple, which is our farmland, except for you have to peel it. And so like one thirty second appeal because the rest of his all is like either Rocky Mountains or like frozen ice or deserts or places you can't grow things or places that we've built schools and roads and like places that we've, you know, there you can't grow a farm or a garden or anything. And just anyway, totally, I'm all over this. And I just think it's important. Like, yeah, exactly. Our schools, our cafeterias, like any place, like hospitals where people are, you know, creating huge you know, cafeteria amounts of food. I think we should be responsible for that food waste, not going into our 
landfills. And so you're providing a solution. You're teaching people about it. Our soils are so important. Like those little flags that people have on their lawns that just drive me crazy that say, here, we've sprayed our lawn with glyphosate. And you're giving people a solution, like how to get that. Like, I didn't even realize that was an option that we could eventually get rid of that. But that's like, you know what people think? They're like, oh, if it was so bad for us, the government will take care of us and they'll make sure they quit spraying it and then they'll clean it up and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, Oh, we need to be responsible. We have kids, you know, just, uh, anyway, Matt, thank you so much for sharing with us today. We are right at 58 minutes, which is perfect, which means I can pretty much just like cut off a couple of words at the beginning, send this right to progressive radio network. So that'll take care of my Monday episode. Cause I didn't think we had anything to edit. The only thing that sometimes happens, like there was that background noise in the beginning. Um, sometimes people hear me typing, but I try to shut my mic off as much as I can. And then, uh, tell everybody how to connect with you. Where do they find you? They go to the Kickstarter. What? You can go to Kickstarter and search my name, Matt powers or permaculture, or you can go to the permaculture and you can download the first two books that I kickstarted and you can see the quality of my work and you can see the direction that I'm headed. So those are my gifts to you because I believe it's a human right to know all this stuff. And I try to, as much as possible, get this to as many people as possible. That's why my work's in six different languages. That's why I'm in dozens of schools, soon to be hundreds of schools. And that's why it's it's being accredited. So go there and check it out. See what See what's possible and get super excited because we can make incredible things happen, even in the non-arable areas. I, just one final thought, the Permaculture Student 2, in the back of it, there is a person there whose product in Saudi Arabia in soil that is considered never to be turned into agriculture. They were able to, in three years, grow incredible trees, go from bare, you know, sand, just desert, to completely covered, and they've proven that it can be profitable to flip deserts into food forests. So we are just scratching the surface of what is possible. So I want everyone to really dig deep, get inspired, and get out there and make a difference in the world. And that's what this podcast, I mean, (laughs) uh, that's what this Kickstarter and this podcast interview really is about. It's about getting people involved so that they can have the biggest impact, the biggest positive impact on the world around them. Matt, one more, like, somewhere you said something about, like, if they sign up for the course that's coming out next summer, they could also get some course they could start right now. And, like, how does that work? Like, is it, like, they watch videos or there's, like, a book they read? What, What is that again? So that's permaculture gardening. That's an eight-week course, and actually it has all these crazy bonuses with it. I've got a whole soil in-depth with Elaine Ingham in there. I've got, um, which overlaps wonderfully with the introduction, too. Um, and so I've, I've just thrown a lot of fun things in there. There's the whole introduction to soil from APSO as well in there. There's excerpts from from uh, Regenerative Entrepreneurs and Experts, which is a uh, business, uh, business planning, um, course for people that want to launch a regenerative business. It's a lot of goodies in there, but it's a lifetime access online course. that's video based with, uh, 
there's actually my ebooks are included in it. So there, there's, there's books that go with it. And you can dive in there and get your certification in permaculture gardening through that program. So what, what's really cool is if someone signs up right now for the 12-week permaculture soil science and solutions course, they can get their certification in permaculture soil and in permaculture gardening, which is really powerful. It sure is. And if you want to start one of those regenerative businesses, which I know, like, you know, that's the kind of thing like Patty Armbruster does and Robin Kelson's learning all about and just tons of people I know are super interested in that kind of thing. Like I bet Matthew Zeller's even thinking, hmm, maybe I can make some money to supplement my teaching uh, salary down in Denver and just, uh, yeah, I know people are super excited about this kind of thing. So once again, they can either go to permaculture student is a perma. Wait, tell them again. It's the, it's the permaculture student.com. Okay. And, or they can go to Kickstarter and search for Matt powers. Um, probably even if they put in permaculture, it would come up and just, you can get some great deals off this Kickstarter thing and, and give Matt some more, you know, street cred on Kickstarter. So when he gets even more out there, there's even, because you are totally changing the world. And this is why I love Rockstar Millennials, because you are not just walking your talk, but you're out there teaching people. And then hundreds more teachers are going to be teaching this. And then that's going to grow as people go to conferences and learn about it from those teachers and just fantastic. It's all exponential. All right. Well, thanks for sharing with us today. And have a great day, Matt. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Do you know someone who would benefit from the Organic Gardener podcast? If you like what you hear, we'd love it if you'd share the Organic Gardener podcast with a friend. Thanks again for listening. And remember, grow local.